You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to another edition of Fly the W. This is Season 1, Episode 3, and we're calling this one Rivalry Week. I am Dustin Rhodes executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show on 670 Score, the radio home for our favorite team, the Chicago Cubs. And as always, I'm joined by my pal, Paul Crawley-Jean. Hey, Paul, having a good week so far? Uh, Kind of like the Cubs, a little bit up, a little bit down. Okay, well, it's better than being all down. And let's talk about Cubs and Brewers and that rivalry. Let's start there. When we recorded episode number two, the Cubs and Brewers were just about underway in a day-night doubleheader. So let's talk about game one, which was on Monday. The Cubs fell in that one, seven to six. Crawley, take us through it. How did it go down? Uh, it was it was a brutal game. Um, it was one of those that you had two guys making their debuts and Ethan Small and Matt Swarmer. And the Cubs looked, you know, they out hit Milwaukee 12 to seven. They drew five walks to two, a lot of base runners, uh, but they just couldn't get the big hit to drive them in. Um, watching Matt Swarmer make his debut, he goes six innings, five hits, four runs, but only one of those were earned. And we'll talk about that one walk and six K. So this kid did enough to help you win the game. Yes, he did do enough to help the Cubs win that ball game. Unfortunately, they didn't win that ball game. And we know that there were a couple of errors that plagued the Cubs in that one. Yeah, in the top of the fourth, the Cubs are up two to one. And uh, Rowdy, Roddy, whatever the guy's name is, Telez, he flies out. Taylor strikes out. Omar Navarro hits a single, but Clint Frazier makes an error in the field. That lets Navarez reach second. And then he's going to come around to score. So that's one unearned run. And then in the top of the six, the Cubs are up four to two. And Luis Urias uh, reaches on a throwing error by Patrick Wisdom. Uh, Yelich and Telez fly out. And then Tyrone Taylor hits a home run. And now you got a game that's tied at four. So, you know, you lost by one run, uh, but you gave up three unearned runs. And you went two for 17 with runners in scoring position. That's not good enough. Yeah, two for 17, you're, you're not going to be competitive. You're going to lose lots of games. They also left 11 men on base with that two for 17. So that's just not going to be good enough. So that was the first loss of the day, the first loss of the new week. And then came game number two. Yeah, Cubs lose three to one. And again, they out hit the Brewers, this time six to three. But uh, Aaron Ashby uh, was starting for the Brewers. He struck out 12 Cubs. Um, Drew Smiley started the game, but he had to leave after three innings pitched with an oblique injury, which really is not good because that's going to cause, with both Smiley and Miley out, you're going to have decisions that you're going to have to make with this roster. Luckily, uh, Anderson Espinosa, who was called up for the game, he pitched four innings, giving up two runs on two hits with three walks and six Ks but he prevented Ross from burning that bullpen. Yeah, Espinosa 
bailed them out big time. And for that, he got another one-way ticket right back down to the minors following that ball game. Some of the good news from that game, Wilson Contreras homeward. So he continues to stay red hot and is just smashing the ball. And Christopher Morrell, the energizer bunny, if you will, at that point had reached base in 13 straight games to start his career. So that's something that I think every Cub fan can get on board with. And that is heading out to Wrigley, getting in front of the TV or tuning into 670 to score to hear what Chris Morrell is doing night in and night out for the North Siders. And with that Wilson Contreras home run, that was, they said 420 feet. I talked to the ball Hawks the next day and I can tell you, they told me it was more than that. That went, that went down uh, Kenmore. So that was, that ball was absolutely Wilson has been hitting the heck out of the ball lately. He's been, the exit velocity has been unbelievable. 420 happy feet, as Stoney used to say when he called it on the uh, on the north side. Also, in that after that game, we found out that they had placed Suzuki on the IL, his finger just not right. And you know that that uh, that allowed Hayward to get call uh, to be taken off the list and not have to make tough decisions. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but. You know, I was happy for game three on Tuesday, which the Cubs were able to win eight to seven. I was on a bad losing streak, Dustin, like five or six Cubs games in a row without a victory. So I was able to finally dust off my W flag and fly it. Absolutely. That was a fun, that was a fun game, fun night. I was following you on social media from the game. Now where you were sitting a little bit higher on the third base side, are those, are those tickets you usually get a hold of or where were you sitting? Who were you sitting with? I was with my friend Kevin, uh, K-Pod, and uh, those are my season tickets. They're in the very first row of the upper deck. So I love I love, because- I love that view. Crawley, I'm telling you, I had season tickets one year. They lost over 100 games. Couldn't <laughs> give the tickets away to save my life after waiting 25 years to finally get them. Those are my absolute favorite seats. But when we went to like try to buy the seats, you had to take f- all four. So it was like on the aisle like five feet from third base front row, but you you couldn't split them up. They wanted you to take all four. you. They weren't willing to break it up into two and two. And I just wasn't in a position to get four at that time. Thank goodness. Um, Well, You're you're invited to come with me anytime, Dustin, but in this game, yeah, Yeah, that, that view look, that view looks awesome. Yeah. I've had it for 22 years. I was one section further towards the foul pole, but now a little bit closer and I just love them. And, and it's fun to watch a game there. And this one in particular, because there were so many ups and downs, uh, the Cubs started off the scoring, but then they were down three to one. And then they were down six to three steel pitched five innings and he looked decent. It wasn't great. I talked a little bit earlier about Wilson hitting that snot out of the ball lately. This one he hit was uh, it was a basket shot, but it was 116 miles per hour exit velocity off the bat. It was a basket shot, but it, I'm glad it hit the wall basket because that would have put a hole in somebody. Right. Typically, I am not a fan of the baskets. I get the point of the baskets before, but I don't. You, you would have to be so drunk to fall into that basket nowadays that I think it's ridiculous. So, of course, when it bites the Cubs in the backside, I have a problem with it. But when it uh, puts the Cubs in a position to win the game, then I'm all for it. Yes, I am a hypocrite. Like that. What, what are your thoughts on the baskets, Crawley? 
Uh, for me, I'm like you said, both ways, but you know, I'm more of a traditionalist. So I couldn't imagine seeing Wrigley without the baskets. And every now and then I, I visit the bleachers. I'm going to be there Saturday and, and you'll see somebody that may need the basket just in case. So liability wise, they may, uh, they may want to keep that sucker in there still. Another good part of that win on Tuesday was Christopher Morell again, continuing the hot start, a walk, a triple, and he broke Contreras's record by reaching base in his first 14 major league games. Morell has been a great story. Another guy is uh, PJ Higgins who had a nice two run Homer to get the Cubs back into it. And so that was exciting. Um, and then in the eighth inning, you had Patrick wisdom pulling the collar, jumping for the Willie Harris to slap him around third with that home run off of Boxberger. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And another guy we don't talk a ton about because he's been injured and because the Cubs aren't in a ton of situations where they're in need of a closer and a save. But David Robertson worked the ninth for his seventh save and nine chances. Now that's a guy that could actually bring the Cubs back something very nice. And I won't be sad to see him go because he's not going to be the next great closer on the next great Cubs ball team. If, if, if Jed and his crew get credit for anything, it should definitely be they've, they've proven they've been able to put a bullpen together. So if you remember last year, the Cubs traded a lot of bullpen pieces and got other, uh, some good pieces in return when you traded uh, Kimbrell and you traded Chafin and Tapera. So they've been able to do it with guys that, you know, maybe were flying a little bit under the radar and they've done another good job with that this year. So, yeah, he is definitely an interesting trade piece that will probably be talked about as we get into July. But, uh, you know, the other thing that was fun about that game was seeing Clint Frazier reach base four times. And uh, when we get back to that discussion about Hayward, I mean, that's that Clint Frazier do, getting on base four times is something you do like to see. Yes, more Clint Frazier, please. The other guy we saw back for the first time in a long time was Nick Madrigal back from the I.O. Yeah, Nikki two strikes doing his thing, and 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 <laughs> you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully you can sit there. And the key with Magical is he's just got to stop pounding it in the ground. You know, he's a guy that doesn't have a high on base percentage, so he puts the bat on the ball. It's tough to strike that guy out. The trouble is, is when he's making contact, it's right into the dirt, and it's it's getting into an infielder's glove. And for him to be successful, he's just got to elevate it a little bit more. I don't know if you saw this stat, but we dug into this a little bit the other morning, <clears throat> excuse me, on the Mully and Haw show. Before the return of Madrigal, he, he did finally, he got a hit, but he only had three more hits than he had strikeouts. Three wow. more hits. And this is a guy that doesn't strike out. So at one point he had 17 hits and 14 Ks. And if at the end of the season, he only has three more hits than he has Ks, that trade might be worse for the Cubs than it was for the White Sox when Kimbrell went to the South side. When I, when I looked at that deal, the one guy that does interest me and, and we forget about him because he's been injured is Cody here. And I, I want to see what that kid does. 
um, before I declare winner or loser of that trade because he may be that closer that you're talking about for the next great Cubs team. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Very, very good point. All right, Wednesday, Crowley, what happened? The Cubs uh, another L, or did they actually get to uh, fly the W? Fly the W with a 4-3 victory. Not only that, the first walk-off win of the season. Amazing. That is amazing. They were in the company of the Marlins and Nationals as the only two other teams, including the Cubs, three other teams that had not had a walk-off win. And that was June. It's, it's hard to believe they've only before that they only came from behind from the eighth inning once, and they haven't done it from the seventh yet. So this hasn't been a team that's been uh, with the dramatic victories at the end of the game. So it was nice to see. And, and the thing about it is the great thing about it is the guy who drove in the winning run, uh, is Christopher Morrell, who's just been great. He started off the scoring in the first inning. He drew a walk. Uh, Wilson singled. David Ross pulls up, puts on the double steal. And uh, Nav- Omar Navarez, catcher for Milwaukee, had a throwing error. So that allowed uh, Morrell to score. And uh, Wilson would come in on a uh, Patrick Wisdom double play ball. Uh, unfortunately, the Brewers took the lead on a Dr- Jace Peterson double. The guy had an amazing game. Uh, Mike Brousseau scores. Uh, that was reviewed originally called out, but Wilson had, was a little high on the tag. Um, but Wilson did single the tie at the Cubs caught a break. Hayward hit a ball that Christian Yelch definitely should have caught. And he just let all in there. He's had some bad throws and some bad routes that I've seen uh, this series and he's not hitting. So, you know, former MVP fall from grace there, but uh, it was a single in the box score. So Hayward's on first, he ends up uh, scoring on a Wilson Contreras single that got him to third, but Wilson boneheaded, base running mistake was thrown out at third, but we'll forgive him because it tied the game up. And that's when uh, Morell had his theatrics in the 10th. Hayward was on second with that last runner making an out at second. And uh, he advances to third. And then Chris Morell comes up and that at bat was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. He had two strikes on him. He stepped out of the batter's box, looked over his shoulder. There he was, Wilson Contreras, giving him the take a breath, calm down, Go through your procedures, do your thing. He stepped back into the batter's box, boom, hit the ball far enough into the outfield. And there we go. We got to fly the W. So that was great. Overall, two wins, two losses versus the Brewers. I'll take that all the time at this point, the way the Cubs are constructed. Splitting a series with the Brewers, that's all good news. The other good news, really quick, that I wanted to hit on, was Kyle Hendricks. Nice bounce back start after taking a loss in the two previous starts. Yeah. He, you know, he's still looking, he's not looking a hundred percent Kyle like, and he struggles at home, but he was able to keep again, the Cubs in it and, and do a decent job. Um, you know, I, am still just so impressed though with Christopher Morrell and, and, and the fact that he has now reached base 15 straight games to start his career uh, he's been stealing bases, leading off. Everything's good. Um, and that's a good thing for Cub fans, but it, it's going to lead to a lot. It's going to lead to questions for Jed Hoyer um, with the outfield construction. Absolutely. Lots of questions for Jed, but that's why he gets paid the big 